Welcome to I Am Telling, where we have real stories from real students. Our podcast features students from South Mountain Community College Storytelling Institute, located in Phoenix, Arizona. These stories are recorded live in a classroom setting with just one take. This five-year-old is so excited because it's Christmas Eve. Oh my goodness, there's a present right there. I get to open it, along with my siblings. Of course, it's our annual pajamas. My mother loved to give us pajamas on Christmas Eve. We got to open that one present. Just so that on Christmas morning, when we took all the pictures with our presents, we would look nice for one time in our life. So, and this is also probably my mother's favorite night. Because it was the one night that she didn't have any issues with getting me to go to bed. So the next morning, I wake up bright and early. Yay, it's Christmas. So I run in and jump on my mom's bed. It's Christmas, it's Christmas, it's Christmas. She's like, "Mm, okay, okay, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Of course, with all the commotion, my siblings are waking up too, mumbling, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. So we go out into the living room. Everybody's out there. My mom is on the couch. My sister gets to be Santa this year. She gets to bring the presents from the tree over to each of us. Now, our tradition is that we don't open any presents until all are served, and then we open one each, take the picture, so on and so forth. So this goes on for quite some time, so we have a lot of presents there. Of course, the aftermath with all the Christmas decorations and all the wrapping paper torn everywhere and all the toys everywhere... And of course, my little five-year-old mind is like, wait a second, those were all the presents from us to us. Where's the presents from Santa? So, Mom, Santa didn't bring us anything this year. She goes, she gets real wide-eyed and she points to the back door. All three of his children look at each other and then rise as one and run back there. My older brother throws open the door and there it was a beautiful um, bike for him, a large trike for my sister, and a little trike for me. Awesome. Mom, Mom, can we go ride them? Can we go ride them? Go put your coats on, put some shoes on, and then you go ride them while I make breakfast. So we all go out there. Well, you know when it's cold, and it gets a little colder and a little colder, and then the, the feeling of those nice new wheels kind of wears off. So we bring them back up, and we put our new wheels on the back porch, and I start thinking, wait a second, wait a second. How did mom know that Santa brought those presents? I woke her up. She came out to the couch. She never left. How did she know? So me being the bright little five-year-old that I am, hoping that my mother would have a great story or a great answer to my question, Mom, are you Santa? Because how did you know they were back there? Her answer was, hmm, is that what you think? Oh my gosh, what? No denial, no little story, nothing. This five-year-old mind is just blown. My mom's Santa Claus. Oh no. So as time goes on that year, I'm baking in this knowledge but then, you know, Groundhog's Day happens. Groundhog's Day is a kind of a big deal in our family, a little quirky family. 
my birthday, Valentine's Day, all these different things. Then, of course, we get all the way down to Halloween. Oh, candy, candy everywhere. I'm starting to kind of get over the no Santa thing. Okay, so I'm like, I understand. And then Thanksgiving comes. Awesome thing. Thanksgiving in our household was awesome because we had friends and relatives over. It was one of the, It was actually bigger than Christmas as far as family and friends being around. But then the day after Christmas, that's the most important day. That's when we decorated the house for Christmas. Every year, like clockwork, after Thanksgiving, so we had our, have our cold turkey sandwiches, start to decorate the house. But this time, my mom was sitting on the couch crocheting. I'm like, Mom, aren't we going to decorate for Christmas? She goes, you don't believe in Santa? What's the point? What? Oh, how I wish that I didn't know the truth. How can I prove to my mother that I believe in Santa? I believe in Santa. But then I started thinking, oh, she'll give in. As we get closer, she'll give in. She'll want to put up Christmas presents. She'll want to put up the tree. She'll want to do stuff. So days turn into weeks and hours go by. Nothing. Not even one twinkling light anywhere. It's Christmas Eve. Oh my, how far is she going to take this? This is too far. It's 11.30 Christmas Eve night. She says, all right, kids, get in your Sunday best. We're going to go with the neighbors, and we're going to go to midnight mass. Well, at least that's something. Even though it's not what I want, I just can't believe this. So we go, and our, the, the husband or the father of the neighbor, his name is Orville. Now, remember, I am a smart little five, now six-year-old child. We all go to church. Now, understand, the town I come from is very small, maybe 200 people. The church that we have there will maybe seat 125 to 150, maybe. So there's parking, okay? For some reason, he pulls us up to the front door, unloads us all, and then drives off. So we're sitting in the, in the pew, listening to everything. And of course, this is a lot for a six-year-old to handle. I'm dozing in and out, dozing in and out, falling asleep. And then finally, after the monotony happens, it's over. We all load back in the car. I think, I think even Orville carried me out of the church and put me in the car. And then, of course, carried me into the house. But I was just kind of in and out of consciousness there. And I see it. There's lights on the house. We go inside, there's the tree, there's decorations everywhere, there's presents everywhere. And I'm like, what happened? My mom said, well, Santa must have came in the middle of the night when you were at church. Now, me being a very smart child knew that it was actually Orville and his friends that set all this up. But I didn't tell her (laughs) because I'm smart. So from that point on, she always believed that I believed in Santa. I don't care, I still believe in Santa. Now, I will say that Learning that Santa, it wasn't real when I was that young, was devastating to me. So much so that when I got married and had my own children, I vowed that I would never lie to them about something so important as Santa. My wife and I discussed, let's be truthful, argued about this. And finally I won, if that's what you want to call it we chose to tell the true story of St. Nicholas and his legend. We even watched um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the one with the, um, 
the winter, winter warlock, because that's kind of the closest to the real story for our children. But my children grew up knowing the truth from dad that Santa wasn't real. But it's really interesting. My son, for a short period of time, believed that Santa was real because dad's story didn't matter. It's what the whole world thought. So, going on through life, <clears throat> somewhere around the tween years, my children kind of ceased to really care about Christmas. We used to collect Hallmark ornaments. My wife had Madame Alexander dolls. My daughter had Barbie dolls. My son had little Hot Wheels that we collected every year. And of course, I had Star Trek, the captain or whatever was going out that year. About that time, about the tween years, they didn't really care about putting their ornaments up on the tree anymore. Of course, kind of the old story of, well, you didn't want to tell them about Santa, so now the magic's gone. You know, that whole kind of argument came back. But we got through it. And to be honest, I was also busy at the time, so I really didn't care that much either. But then something wonderful and glorious happened. Somebody comes up to me and says, you're fat and you have a beard. You should be Santa. I kind of laughed it off because you know the story. Why would I ever do that? I wouldn't even do that for my own children. Well, trouble comes. We're in a little financial problem, so we need some more finances to come in. So this thought about Santa rolls around in my head, and I start doing research on how much money they can make. Oh, my. A first starting Santa can make 100 to 150 a year. A Santa that's been doing it for 20 years can make 600 an hour. I'm in. Let's do it. The right motivation, right? Let's get that money. So my first year, I wasn't committed at all. I went and bought a cheap $89 suit off of the internet. Um, I actually painted my beard with Bill Nye's white paint, theatrical paint. I did a few things for my friends and just to kind of warm up. I had a couple paying gigs. It was awesome. So this was one of my paying gigs that year. And I was taking my son to the nursing home because he was going to be my photographer. But I wanted to get him some, some kind of part of his costume, so a little elf hat. So remember, I'm in full Santa suit. So we stop into Walgreens, and I go in to see if they have a little elf hat with the ears, and they do. But as I walk in the store, I hear, Santa! I turn around, and there's this little two- to three-year-old girl just chugging to get me. And she runs and jumps, and I grab her, and I hold her. She goes, Santa, I love you. And I said, I love you too. And that was the day that this Grinch's heart grew three sizes. And it wasn't about the money anymore. And I will always be Santa from this day forward. If you are interested in learning how to become a storyteller, please visit our website at southmountaincc.edu forward slash storytelling.